Hi guys, happy new year. Welcome once again to the Girl Unplugged podcast. Wow, it's been more than a minute since last year. I hope you guys enjoyed the holidays and you are well and fine. I am fine. I enjoyed my holidays and I'm particularly grateful to see another new year and to share this space again with you this year. I'm hoping this year will be better than last year, especially in terms of the podcast, you know, being consistent and sharing more authentically. You guys know that the Girl Unplugged as a brand is committed to authentic and mindful living. This is a space where I share my growth and self-improvement experience and staying true to myself in order that it may inspire you to do the same. And none of that has changed at the time being. So thank you for staying tuned with me and let's do this again this year. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hello guys. Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. This is Rita Chukriki. This is a platform for authentic and heartfelt conversations that inspire mindful living. So today I want to share my experience as an IJGB last year in Nigeria. Yes, I traveled home after three years being in South Africa. By the way, IJGB is a Nigerian urban slang for I just got back. So whether you are abroad, studying, or you relocated away from Nigeria, you qualify as an IJGB if you have stayed a minimum of three years away from home. So, aside the excitement of being back home and even the preparations of going home to see my loved ones that I hadn't seen in a long while, nothing prepared me for the shock that followed in a lot of things. Speaking from my experience, it felt strange being back to a place I once called home. And... This does not take away from the fun and joy of being back and seeing my loved ones. Men, I ate a lot of local foods that I listed down because before I traveled, I, I wrote down a list of things I wanted to eat. And they were just local foods. Who wants to eat rice? I've been eating rice here, you know. And I've also had the opportunity to cook some of my local foods here because there are Nigerian food stores that you can get local produce and cook but you know it's never the same when you are home home you know so yeah I made a list of a lot of foods and I ate a lot of them I saw my son he's all grown now in fact it tore me to pieces when I knew that I was going to leave him behind again because he was so grown the conversations we had we are just so oh. anyway that will be sorry for another episode And then I saw my only surviving sibling. I saw my friends. Hey, God, it was a lot of good, good times and good memories, new memories, you know. And also getting to feel the Hamatan weather on my skin as a true Nigerian, you know. We experienced this um, change in weather condition during the Um, Christmas period that we call Hamatan. It comes with cold and a bit of dry weather that makes the air crisp. And then the dry leaves, you know, whenever you perceive that smell, it reminds you of Christmas. And I think that is also what makes Christmas Christmas. 
the smell of hamatan i got to experience that and yeah it was one of my highlights and also being able to fulfill certain needs in the life of the people around me i'm not even gonna lie it feels good to like meet certain expectations as an ijgb in the lives of family and relatives and for me it came from a place of appreciation they were my aunties i knew when i was little that played a huge role in my upbringing as in the nature of African culture now, it takes a village to train a child. And then being able to fulfill certain obligations, especially where money was involved. Because the truth is that if you don't have money, nobody will rate you. So it really felt good. All of that experience is culminated to make this one wholesome bubble of joy, happiness, you know, good times good memories, you know, put it all together. And yeah, it was awesome. But here is the thing, like I said, there are a lot of things that the excitement does not prepare you for that follows. And I'm going to speak from my own personal experience and what I was able to deduce from my experience. So being in the diaspora for a long time. Okay, three years qualifies to be a long time, I guess. You know, what holds you down? What keeps you grounded? What kind of makes you feel better most of the days are the memories, the memories back home, the memories of the people that you grew up with, the memories of your family, the memories of your friends, memories of your loved ones, the things you guys did together when you were back home, you know, beautiful memories. And these memories have kept you while you were away. But it necessarily does not remain the same. And I mean this for both the people and the places that you used to know. So in other words, change has happened. <laughs> and some of them may not be pleasant. I mean, you two have changed. You are not the girl or the woman or the guy that they used to know because acculturation has happened. You've imbibed new cultures and all that. So yeah, you two have changed. So I think in the whole of this, I tried to be open to make new memories and be willing to let go of what used to be. And it was a tough one for me because, you know, I used to remember this person as this. And I enjoyed this person as this. But I want, and I want this person to still be this for me. But they've changed. They've had their own experiences that have caused them to either change or adjust. And they cannot be the same person as they were to us. And that is not necessarily a bad thing. Because they would have changed for the better, which also improves your relationship with them. You know, so that willingness to be able to make new memories with this new um, person in your friend or your family members and the willingness to let go of what used to will guarantee that you enjoy the experiences and the people that you used to know. At, at least that did it for me. And 
yeah, new memories, check. <laughs> I was able to make new memories and it was it was also fun seeing the evolution in the people that I used to know, you know. There's also that heartwarming, um, enlightening and kind of a renewed perspective towards these people that kind of increases your respect for them, your love for them, and also helps you adjust, like, also your perspective that you have towards them. But ultimately, it makes the relationship better. Period. Yes. And then again, you will be reminded of who you are or once were. It goes both ways, right? Like I said, there's something acculturation does to you. When you imbibe and adjust to a new culture, you gradually begin to lose touch of your culture. That is the way of life like you used to know it. And I think that is what makes you feel like a stranger when you come home. But also, what it does is remind you of who you used to be, in a good way or in a bad way. Personally, for me, it was both. So, (laughs) I remember one night, I was sitting with my dad at the parlor, and my dad was, you know, telling me his observations of me, and he was like, you've really changed you know, you're quieter now, you're less enthusiastic of things, you are not the chigoze, because that's my native name, and that is what they call me at home, you're not the chigoze that I used to know, you used to be more enthusiastic about things, you you used to be more vibrant, but now you're quieter, and then sometimes you swing both ways, sometimes It seems as if you are this girl that we used to know and all of a sudden you're just this new person that we don't know. And (laughs) it was a tough one for me hearing that from my dad because as a child, I always looked up to my dad. Like I saw him as my hero. At a point, I saw him as a god that couldn't do any wrong. And then... I have always constantly um, wanted to get some sort of validation from him. So, this coming from him kind of threw me aback. Because it made me start thinking, oh my God, is he saying this from a place of disappointment? Or what is it that I'm doing? Okay, do I need to, like, I need to remember who I was before I left so that I can fit. You know, it was a lot of thoughts coming into my head all at once. But then I had to get a grip on myself and realize that I don't have to, this is me, you know, I am not faking it. I'm not trying to prove that maybe I'm now back. Certain things don't suit me. I am still in that space where I'm observing my environment. And even though this used to be a familiar environment for me, somehow I'm a misfit. Somehow it is, I'm a stranger in this place I used to call home. And I'm still trying to take a lot of things in because I am no longer this person that left here. 
So it was really tough for me to kind of be me in this scenario, you know. And I get him. I also understood the point where he said I was swinging both ways because the me that was me before I left recognized this space where I grew up. And it constantly pops up, right? Constantly comes out. But then the me that have grown over the years in a new environment also is here in this home. And I try to not really balance the both, but I try to be who I am meant to be in certain instances. And I think we do not also talk about the struggle, that the inner struggle that happens when you have lived away from home for a long time and you come back. The inner struggle in you to want to still be you the inner struggle that kind of mandates you to still be who you are, even when changes are called and good change for that matter. And also how hard it is for the people that love you to adjust to your change, because while you also had memories of them being a particular way and hoping it to still remain the same, they also had memories of you that they still want to be the same. So it's a clash of, change and clash of uh it's a clash of expectations and a need for adjustments both ways you know so but yeah it happened and then this also kind of gives you a fresh perspective on your motivations and where adjustments are needed because like i said for some of us you could leave home motivated to want to like change your family or change the status or standard of living of your family or a lot of us Africans who go to the abroad for greener pastures, a lot of it is motivated by leaving home to take care of home. So there's this, um, there's this understanding that once you have a child abroad, your conditions of living would change, would be better, would improve, right? And so that would drive a lot of your motivations to do things, how you hustle, how you pursue money, and how you live in the abroad. But then coming back after a long time helps to adjust some of these motivations because depending on your current state of mind and how what exposure has done for you and also your level of um i don't want to say self-awareness because self-awareness is not the word but your level of understanding of the world and how it works you would realize that sometimes our motivations are ill-driven so no matter how much you want to leave home to take care of home, home may necessarily not change in the way that you have invested in it. So probably you raise like buildings, you build a house, you buy a car, you change the living conditions within the house. The people in it may necessarily not change. And then 
it affects the lifestyle within the home. So it could also encourage wastes. It could bring about people still feeling that what you're doing is not enough and the expectations of you are still ridiculously out of place. It's a whole lot of things. So coming back and just seeing the state of things and having certain conversations with them also brings a fresh perspective on your motivations and where adjustments are needed. That's what I think. (laughs) Yeah, but remember, I'm sharing my own experience, so it could be different for another person. But yeah, there it is. Now, if you left home because you were running away from trauma and you've also been able to do some healing work, coming back home will trigger a lot of your past traumatic experiences especially if they have they have been little or no change at home or in the people that you call family and friends your boundaries will be tested your growth will be tested your healing will be tested and you might even be tempted to want to either please or be who you are not it's really hard i tell you It's really hard staying true to yourself in the midst of all this because staying true to yourself could mean always falling out with the people you love. Yeah. (laughs) And what helped me was deciding what was worth the fight and what wasn't. And this is not to say that I had it all figured out before going home. These were things that came out after maybe one or two fallouts and I'm by myself and I'm like, oh, deep breaths, Chigose. This is not it. This is not why you're back. You need to re-strategize. Because constantly calling yourself back to yourself helps with the overall experience you intend to have with people or your family when you're back. So I had to always constantly call myself back to other and decide what was what the fight and what wasn't allowing reasoning and love direct my actions and decisions rather than rather than feelings because what i realized was that how i felt was an indication of what was wrong and maybe needed to be addressed and both internally and externally so it's not like it's always the people outside you know it's always my family it's always my friends it's always them against me it was also an indication of what needed to be addressed internally what i needed to come to terms with or what i needed to change my view on but definitely it was something i decided that it i wouldn't do in an erratic way yeah (laughs) it was hard it was hard because I wouldn't lie. When you have lived alone in your space where you have control of like 90% or even 99% control of whatever happens in that environment and coupled with the fact that you live in a system that works at least up to 80%, when you go back to a system that is struggling and a system where you do not have total control of things, there would be a struggle. There would be always back and forth, you know. So 
deciding or realizing how to walk through it will do you more good than always pointing um, the fingers and blaming every other person. Yeah. And then, some experiences are not worth it. Yeah. You are back after a long time. There is a temptation to want to see everyone and everything. Also, everybody wants to see you too for a wild range of reasons. Some people want to size you up and see, okay, how far you've come. Some people want to compare you with themselves. Some people want to eat your money. (laughs) Some people want to just know how you are doing genuinely. A lot of reasons, to be honest. So, some of them are not worth it. They are not even necessary. Because you end up seeing these people and they leave you feeling sore or empty or full of regrets after. And the reality is that you may fall into the trap one or two times to get the gist or the feeling of what I'm talking about. (laughs) So you could just meet certain people you've really had fun memories with initially and then you meet them and you're like what the hell was i doing with this human being like how is it possible that this person was my friend you know but it's also a reflection of your growth and who you used to be so know the experiences that are worth it and know that some experiences are not worth it They are very irrelevant to your well-being. Whether you do it or not, it doesn't add anything. So it's better you don't do it at all. Another hard truth. (laughs) A lot of your friendships are no longer the same. And this includes the people you are constantly in contact with on the phone, even while you were away. So phone calls are different from in-person conversations and gestures and what have you. However... You will know those who are still authentic. I was opportune to meet a lot of my friends. Okay, let me not say lots because I don't even have so much. But I was opportune to see my friends, right? I saw my BFF. Guys, if you've not listened to our episode together, you should listen to Women Friendships. Uh, Scroll down and you would see the episode with my bestie on women friendships my bestie is someone that i wouldn't say that we communicate every time on the phone even while i was away but i realized that meeting her for the first time hugging her both of us burst into tears we started crying tears started rolling down our eyes And for me, I can't explain it, but it was the connection. It was knowing that this is my person and I've missed her so much. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was, but it was something that made me realize that I missed this lady so much. And this is a part of me that I love, you know? And then... Also being able to be with my other friends that I've been in constant communication with over the phone and meeting them in person again just made it come full circle. 
like a piece in a puzzle that fits perfectly like oh so good to have you with me again in the same space touching you physically and seeing you and continuing from where we start <laughs> you know and also meeting people that i hadn't met ever i just met them online and then meeting them physically it was like i can't even explain it so it's 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 a lot of things that i may not be able to like put in words but and this is not to say that there are no changes in their lives that they still remain the same that was why the connection was wholesome or great but the connection and the reason why they were your friends in the first place came through you know and you know what even for friends that you grew apart friends you felt like meeting them you had nothing in common again with it's still okay to grow apart i mean life happens to each and every one of us and takes us in different paths and directions and it's okay it's nothing to even though it's something to grieve about it's nothing to take too seriously to your chest and probably cancel or you know label them bad friends or people that are not good they are still good and wonderful people maybe not for you anymore and that is fine yeah that's that's one hard truth that i found difficult to swallow but i had to come to the realization that yeah that is life and it happens and it's not out of place so on the night before traveling back i remember evaluating my trip and i was filled with fulfillment and joy and this is not to say that there were no challenging periods during my stay or things were all rosy however i realized that i was joyful because I made it work. I spent time with my family and loved ones, made new memories regardless of the negatives. And this was because I constantly refocused my vision of what was important. I chose to have a good time. I chose to focus on the good and make the best out of the times. And also what helped me was having a plan. You know, I had money planned for my trips within the country, how I wanted to travel. I had budgets of things that were non-negotiables. And part of it was my travel and movement. So I said, if I'm going to be within the city or within the country, because of also the level of insecurity in Nigeria, I wouldn't want to expose myself to unnecessary danger. And this would mean opting for air travel over land travel to limit the risk right that meant i needed to budget money for air travel and they were my non-negotiables right so i had money planned for my trips within the country and how i would want to travel i was also honest with myself about what i was capable of financially and that meant that i wouldn't spend money i didn't plan to spend just to get validation from anyone that was a tough one 
<laughs> if you're asking how that went, pretty well. <laughs> pretty well. Because I was able to manage other people's expectations of me with boundaries. And you know, the truth about living abroad is, and coming back. Okay, let's start from living abroad. The benefits of living abroad is that you become more practical with yourself. You you are more practical, you know. And then when you come back, you are practical with a lot of things. And for me, I wasn't afraid to say what I thought of things, things I didn't want to do and what I didn't have money for. So when you suggest something that requires certain spendings, I would be like, I, di- I didn't budget for that, or I don't have money for that. I didn't have shame because sometimes shaming is a tool that will be used to like make you do what you don't want to do. So uh, you mean you've been in abroad and you're not even, you know. But like I said, living abroad also helps adjust your thinking and makes you become more practical because you you earned your money you work hard for your money and you decide how you want that money to be spent and the people usually that want to tell you how to spend your money more often than not do not have money themselves or are not even able to spend money as they want you to do and do little or nothing for you so at the end of the day it's wisdom and then again another benefits of living abroad and coming back is that people eventually get to rate you so even when you say your mind people will swallow it and not object it because they they still want to gain something from you so they don't want to fall out with you they don't want to quarrel with you so that they can still be able to benefit from what you still want to give them or have in mind to give them you know so in other words you you do little or no wrong in their eyes so maximizing that perception helps you also work according to plan set your boundaries do they feel bad sometimes yes they do but eventually you are going to bear the brunt of whatever outcomes that come out that are not favorable to you so yeah <laughs> i was very practical with things and most importantly i limited my outings because the more you're outside money leaves your pocket fast that's one i learned the hard way in fact after one or two outings or more i had to run i said i stay indoors if you want to see me come and see me in the house <laughs> at least the house is a controlled environment where i decide what we eat or you know we could also we could also order in but not going out and seeing this and buying and seeing this and buying and feeling that some places are more prestigious more than the other for someone that came back, you know, from Obodo Ibo, as we call it. So, please. <laughs> it was really helpful. So, looking back on everything, I'm currently back. I'm in my apartment alone and reminiscing on all the good times and all the videos and all the pictures i would say 
it was a wholesome experience and it was worth every time every dime and every it was worth every risk and everything because yeah living abroad isolates you it makes you feel you know especially when you're without family you constantly slip into depression and you constantly have this feeling of aloneness you are alone in this world you know but being able to be with family reminds you that you're from somewhere and people really love you and care about you and even though for some of us or most of us we are like the cash cows of our families or they view us as cash cows however we are not just that alone you know we really do have people that care for us and love us and that is like a form of consolation for when we are back like I am now and we look back on everything and we say you know what yeah I might be the cash cow of my family but it's a service it's something I'm doing for my family and I'm doing it from a place of joy it also makes you you know redirect refocus and evaluate your motivation and know that yeah I may be doing this for my family and for myself somewhere in the whole mix but I'm not just doing it for people that do not love me or care about me and in a case where you discover that they do not care about you or love you you're able to adjust and you're also able to know what to focus on where to what to do because the needs of today are no longer the needs of tomorrow and you are just anyway that's i think i'm rambling at this point but yeah that is it um thank you for listening i hope i hope this was enjoyable for you to listen to um like i would always say this is a space for my talk therapy where i you know just share my views on things how i get through things and what i think about certain things yeah (laughs) but thank you for listening and i hope to see you on the next episode but till then continue to be you till full bye